Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Tonight we have the captain of Team Edward, Captain Sparkle Master himself, Tyler Huff. I am here. <laughs> we also have the Bar- Bernard Hughes lookalike, also known Grandpa from The Lost Boys, CBS. My beard's not nearly that white. Yeah, but your voice sounds very much like his. It's true. That's why I'm going for him. And he's the most bad-to-the-bone character in that movie. I mean, he's an awesome vampire hunter, that's true. Your beard's half-white, so you're... The wizard. Yeah, you're al- Half-wizard. You're almost there. And I'm Josh, 45. Which is who? CBS calls him Master of Disaster. Master of okay. Disaster. There we go. Which I think is cool, but... There also, we go. I also like to call myself Josh Christmas, but he won't let me do that. That's true. Tonight's episode 132, and we are going to do Morbius the Living Vampire Extravaganza. Right. I also just like to say the word extravaganza. That's definitely true. Star Wars extravaganza, this extravaganza. You say that too much. It's probably true. So we're doing issue one of Morbius the Living Vampire from 2019. And also celebrating the release of the tr- first trailer of Morbius Living Vampire movie. That is true. Jared Leto. It's a little different than normal, but my voice is also deaf, so sorry about that. That's why we haven't had episodes for the last two and a half weeks, so it's all right. It is what it is, folks. Sorry about that. But I do a good Batman right now, so that's awesome. Just say, just say I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, but like, do some dramatic pause and I'm Batman. Okay. One, two, three. I'm Batman. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. You're See? almost you're almost like what's his name from the Lego Batman? Okay. Will Arnett. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. You do good Will Arnett right now. That was pretty good. Yeah. You got any news there, Josh? I do, I got some news. Do we say the same thing in this one? What's in the news? Nope. Kinda. Probably not. Do you? I don't yeah. know. We used to have Ross at the dog pile. But Ross is in the air, so there's no dog pile. We did we did pull Ross out of the out of the ashes and we dug him out of the ocean. Yeah, we dug him out of the ocean, just like Captain America in the 1950s. Yep. Um, or like Aquaman, I guess, because he loves Aquaman. Same idea. Um. So news. Do you mean start? I can start. So we finally got an announcement of what's coming up, up book-wise after the incoming number one that came out better part of a month ago now, close to a month ago. Uh, we're we'll following it up with the series Empire, which is going to be a uh, four-part mini-series, and we have at least a couple tie-in books. And we're returning to the Scroll Cree War, and uh, it's going to have a tie-in with the uh, Meet the uh, Scrolls series, so dealing with a family on Earth that has been posing for a while as humans. So there's that whole thing. Uh, it should be an interesting setup. It's supposed to be a big event. It's supposed to start in April. Uh, it's going to have Al Ewing, Dan Salat, uh, Viero Shetty. Shitty? I don't know how to say his name, but that's how it's spelled. No, there's less than that. Oh. S-C-H-I-T-I. Valerio Shitty. That's how you say his name. Shitty, I think. Shitty. 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 I, I like, I like the other way. I'm sure you do. Or Shiite. Shitty. If you listen to this, buddy, just let me know how to say it right. Sorry about that. But that should be pretty cool. Uh, as far as the thing is concerned, I guess it's all really had. 
Um, CBR has exclu- exclusively revealed that the artist Mark Brooks' variant cover of X-Men number 6 will be a homage to the Dark Phoenix saga and spe- specifically to the Black Queen herself um, as part of Marvel's 40th anniversary celebration of the Dark Phoenix saga. And it's going to be stunning. It's Jean Grey in her um, Black Queen outfit. That's crazy. That's which, cool. Which I do think, I mean, I know it's comic books and stuff, but I do think it's weird that like the whole... Um, Hellfire Club, like everybody wears old timey clothes, but yet the women just wear lingerie. I mean, I know it sells books, but I thought it was a little weird. They're supposed to be bad. These are bad guys. That's how you dress, I guess. Right. I don't know about that. Um, they've recently we found out that the Joker was going to be appearing in the Mortal Kombat 11, uh, but they had finally dropped a gameplay trailer, so. I guess check that out if you're a Mortal Kombat fan. You'll get the Joker, and uh, the trailer's actually out now for the gameplay vision, version of him. That's cool, because in the past Mortal Kombat, so there's been, like, Jason and Leatherface and... Aliens Predator. Alien Predator Freddy. The last one I actually played was Mortal Kombat vs. DCU. So it was, like, Joker, Batman, Flash, like, all the... Everyone was in it, and it was pretty cool. It was cool to play, like, against your friend or online. Right. But the actual story mode was impossible to beat. And a lot, you know, Mortal Kombat's always kind of been that way. Like, it's it's always been really hard. Right. But this one, I was like, I can't, on easy, I can't get all the way through. So I just stopped playing it. It's probably a way they made Injustice. So we can get yeah, through the actual storyline. I played that one, but I was like, well, I can't beat this, so I'm just going to stop playing. Oh, yeah. sad day. <laughs> but in the Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, like, Superman was by far the most powerful character. It was, like, ridiculous powerful. That's true. And if you knew how to use him, he was, like, unbeatable. There's a whole handful of them that have certain things that are, make them harder to beat if you know how to do that one move. But overall, I think, yeah, he was one of the tougher ones. Um, and a preview for the upcoming Fantastic Four number 21 by Dan Slott and Sean Zaxi. Um, Wolverine and Spider-Man are wearing Fantastic Four colors alongside Valeria and Franklin Richards. Yeah, they're going to be doing that crossover X-Men Fantastic Four. So that's a, that's cool. As far as team affiliations, Wolverine gets one more, I guess. Technically, he's already been. So is Spider-Man. Both, yeah. Both been the Fantastic Four before. The last time Wolverine was, they didn't have their own costumes. They didn't dress up as four numbers. They just wore the normal whatever. Right. It was him, Hulk, Grey Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man. Right. So that's cool, though. And also, Human Torch gave him hit, um, Spider-Man his spot from when he died. Supposedly died in the negative zone. Yeah, during the f- uh, Future Foundation. Yep. So Jonathan Hickman's relaunch has seen the X-Men conquer death in like the current story arc, and also including um, Jane Foster's Valkyrie. It's going to start tackling the fact that death herself, the incarnate that Thanos was in love with, um, is dying because the X-Men have, with multiple mutants and the help of Cerebra, are have found a way to like clone and bring people back from the dead right after they die. So it's making death not important anymore, and she's actually dying as an incarnation. That's interesting. Sounds like spawning in a video game. It's a similar idea. The uh, Power in House of X introduced a crazy idea that basically, has basically made a way for the X-Men never to actually... Well, not just if X-Men, you do mutants. die, mutants in general, yeah. If you do die, you get reborn. 
So you do die, but then you're reborn. But do you remember anything? Well, from the save point they did you at last? Yes. So think C-3PO in the new Star Wars movie. Same idea. So C-3PO dies, but then he's rebooted to the previous to him dying. So yeah, it's a lot like a video game. Um, okay. Spider-Man 3 is to start filming this summer, and it hints at Craven the Hunter as the vil- main villain. It's a cool idea. Um, Don Cheadle is officially in Space Jam 2, which we know him as uh, War Machine. War Machine. Um, Taika Waititi has been courted by Disney to direct a Star Wars film, along with Ryan Johnson, which we know, and Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige. 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 And um, it's still they're still on track to do a 2022, 24, and 26 as the next three Star Wars films. So I guess we'll see what happens. So, and film and comic book news, that's what I have today. Cool. My lord. Good job. That's like if you were, like, the king. And my guy was like, my lord. Yeah, I know. Farquand. Farquand. That one. Yeah. That one. Doesn't make any sense. So we're doing kind of a random episode tonight, and I'm taking a little charge only because CBS's voice is trashed, and we made him do a Never Been Done podcast episode before this. That was almost two, over two, about two hours long. So, uh, and I'm an idiot, and I don't know what I'm talking about. So that's you. But it's really cool because the trailer dropped this week for Morbius: Living Vampire, the movie. It's in the um, Sony's. Sony's Spider-Man-verse. Spider-Villain-verse thing? People have been calling it the Venom-verse. The Ven- Venom-verse? Oh, because fine. Venom was Sounds separate cool. originally, so... But does that matter anymore? We don't know. It's fine. I mean, that's it. Like, the Venom-verse, I think, is fine. It just, he's kind of... If, if they're going to flow with it, then flow with it. I guess. But the trailer, to me, I think looks great. I think Jared Leto looks the part... Oh yeah, he seems to play the part. I mean, it's it's trailer's great. It's kind of a tertiary character by all you know accounts in the past. Like it's it's a good character, but he's never really. I mean, he did kind of, but he's never really carry like full on carry carried his own book. It's always been kind of like a miniseries. Well, then like just like cult following, right? And vampires are super. I mean, they. I think they're not as popular currently as they have been in the past, but. They always vampires are always just like a hit thing, and Jared Leto's a super handsome dude. Even though he's like he's on the downhill to fifty, I didn't realize he was as old as he. That's is. crazy. He doesn't look fifty at all. Well, downhill to fifty, like he's in gotcha. his four, he's in his forties, like. But well, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe the beginning of the movie in the early part of the trailer. I mean, yeah, like he looks dead in. A lot of that trailer, he does. like he looks pale, like he does in a lot of movies, I guess. But I mean, how is he not? You know, like it's he's dead, right? He's he's dead um, in a lot of his he's, roles. He's, but he was born in seventy one, so he's gonna be how much 50, makeup is there? He's gonna be fifty next year. Crazy, and like he looks, he doesn't look. Yeah, I don't think he, he looks doesn't 50. look fifty. I think when he looks. Later in that trailer, when he looks kind of beefy, right? Like he looks kind of young in that, right? Right. But that's obviously not him at his best. <laughs> he is. He is. Like, he's really for good. Him at his normal self, like 
He's really good at gaining and losing weight and being fit and being this. He's, he's like Christian Bale, maybe not as good, but close. He did win an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Right. And like, that's, you know, we were kind of talking about that earlier. CBS is like, did he lose all that weight? Is it CGI? Like, what is it? Yeah, what's, what's the truth? I think, he, I feel I think like, he's normally pretty thin. Yeah. I think he's thin and maybe, hopefully... He puts a muscle on for this movie, but... But I think it's hard for a 49-year-old man to put on, like... Well, I mean... You think he, he Matt damon it, like The Martian? Maybe. He looks pretty fit in that, the couple of scenes we see him after, after everything's changed. I know, I know he actually lost the weight for Dallas Buyers Club, but... Right. Um, for sure, that's why I mean... Maybe it's easier for him to lose weight than gain it, though. But, I mean, but we've never seen him have to gain any. Well, no, 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 he played... He gained the weight when he played what's his name, the guy that kills John Lennon. He was in that film. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, he gained, gained that weight. That was yeah. real weight. Yeah. Forgot all about that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so what's that called? Uh, that was good. I don't even remember. Like his hair is so wispy and that, like the way he looked with the glasses. That was good. I don't have that movie. Find that. I'm, I got it pulled up, and on. then I'll find it. There you go. <laughs> chapter 27 he played yes. mark david chapman yes um yeah like i forgot about that but he gained that that wasn't a fat suit that was real life yeah like, he gained that weight yeah i wonder how he he's did. one of the few that is at least dedicated enough to try him and christian bale for yeah. sure i mean and then mac from uh all of a sudden <laughs> well for sure even though it was his idea to just do it for no reason you know, everyone else is like <laughs> Don't do that. But he did it. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Still dedication, nonetheless. As funny know. stories go, that guy was literally eating it like a gallon of cottage cheese before he would go to bed every night because your body um, metabolizes cottage cheese at such a slow rate that like if you eat it before bed you it it's a you're very high chance of you gaining weight from it. Well if you if you eat anything before bed, that's not good. That's true. But like a, a gigantic tub of cottage cheese. Like five pounds. That's crazy. Five pounds. But those method act- picturing. But method actually go into that stuff and do that. Pretty incredible. So anyway, I I'm stoked on it. I, I think that it's such a I don't want to call him a B level character because he's a cool character. It's a cool idea. You mean Morbius? Yeah. Well I don't I mean B is I'm bad, but I mean but he's not bad. It's just, but it's just, a, it's a tertiary level character. He's not like a super mainstream. Oh character. no, yeah. As far as characters are concerned, in the grand scheme of things, like before, before Iron Man one, even Iron Man was like a B level character. I'd say Morbius in general, in the comic world, probably sits more like at a D, because people know him. And he shows up occasionally, but series wise, he's had a whole a handful of miniseries that didn't start that way. I mean, he's not hes not as old as some characters, but he's older than you might think. I mean... Well, 1971. 71's when he first appeared. Issue uh, 110 of... Uh, no, 101 of Amazing Spider-Man. So the character's not that old compared to others, okay. but he's older than a whole lot of popular ones. Yeah, but like you also got to consider the Guardians of the Galaxy were tertiary, like, C-level characters, and then... True. Movies made them super popular. Oh, yeah. And then just good writing and, and books, like... Sure. Well, everything since then. As far as, like, series, is the main thing is that Guardians has always had a footprint. Like, even if it's not the same team, the book itself has had a footprint. I can speak separately from you two, though, and say I never knew what the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Right. And I saw that movie, and I was like, this is 
incredible. Right. right. And just, so just, just, just for me. But the, the book that led, like, Star-Lord is the leader of the Guardians that led up to that, the movie and all that stuff, and Rack, Rocket, and, I mean, Drax, all those have been characters prior, but they weren't ever on a team together until, like, that incarnation. 2005-ish, probably. Was that 2005? So, somewhere in there, When yeah. Adam Warlock and yeah. Mantis and Groot. But, like, yeah, it was that incarnation when it, like, that, that became massively popular in the books, and then, like, because of that, I think they were like, hey, this is a good idea for a movie. Sure. Which spawned that, but, um... I think Morbius being, if they're doing this Venom verse, which Venom's probably one of the more, I mean, I would have to say personally, when you look at the grand spectrum of Spider-Man's villains, Spider-Man has a pretty good rogues gallery. He does. But as far as popularity of his villains goes, Venom's probably his most popular. Oh, easily, yeah. You know, and so that's why they led with that. I think they could be really good. So Morbius being part of that, I mean, they're taking characters that they have the rights to. Right. So that's the one thing they have. Right, they only have rights to certain characters, and then on on top of that, you know, you got to be like, well, can we sell this? What? And so like, and Jared Leto looks the part. Like, I don't, what's the original actor's name? That's the guy he was based off of originally was Jack Palance. So the uh, artist killed Kane. And he's originally drawing him, based him off Jack Palance, the actor, which was also like a very like boyishly handsome guy. Um, well, back in the seventies, yeah. Like everything we know from Jack Palance now is the old Western, the old hard nose. But he was a handsome dude back in the seventies, right? So I love, I love the actor, but my first thought still goes to City Slickers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> for whatever reason. I'm just like modern times. City Slickers, and weirdly, he kind of sounds like you right now. He does actually a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's pretty close. Get Curly's, well, say, he was in Searching for Curly's the Gold. The first Batman too. He, he was, was a, yeah, yeah, he was a, yeah, I guess, a, he was the, uh, no, no, he was, he was the, he was the, was the, first yeah, he was the uh, original gang, the gangster that Jack, that uh, Joker worked for. Yeah. Prior to him becoming Joker, Jack Napier's boss. Right. Whose name I do not remember, but I should. Jack Napier? Jack Napier was the Joker. Huh. He's the guy that Jack worked for. Right. And then Jack pumps off out of the window. I don't remember the character name, though. I'm still trying to remember, but I don't remember. I'll look it up as... <laughs> but yeah, like Morbius, at least in the column books, where he first happened time wise, 71. The whole reason they called him Morbius the Living Vampire Grissom. Grissom, yeah. That was the boss. There you go. Was because at the time, the comics code hadn't lifted the ban yet on vampires and like supernatural things being in comics. So if it was a dead thing, you couldn't use it. Because of the comics, the original comic code. Well, the original comic code was because of the EC EC comics used to do horror comics. There was like no rating. No, no, no. It was like violent, gross, amazing, but sure. Well, even before that, there was no like police would know what was happening in Marvel and DC. But when those EC comics came out and people, the, the particular group of people found out about it, they threw a fit. And assumed all comics were that way, so that's where the comic crew got created. And then from there, 71, it got amended a little bit, and that's about the same time Morbius happened. Prior to that, though, they would have allowed a vampire to be a main character in a book at all because of that. And he does, yeah, exactly. I can see it. They just Googled the picture of Jack Palance back in the 70s. 
I need to watch one of those movies. One of those old black and whites? Yeah. Sure. Curly's gold. Did you say that yet? I didn't. I love that movie, but... Can, can you say Curly's gold for me? Like, breathe... Curly's gold. gold. But wait, we gotta be... Uh, get, can you know he does that breath before it in it? Maybe. Remember, he, he makes them all think they're gonna die. <laughs> and that, like... Both those movies are really good. storm on the mountain, and then he's standing on a cliff, like, like a stone... <laughs> acting like he's dead and then just scares Billy Crystal. Like <laughs> Those are good movies, man. <laughs> they are. They're fun. Alright, so what about I don't wanna I don't wanna make you guys get too off the rails here, but I've always been a big fan of Carnage. Yeah. Where does that come into play? In the films, is that ever going to happen? Yeah. They're saying that's what they're leading to. Yeah. The whole next Venom movie is supposed to be about that. Because Kalidas Cassidy is um, he's the after shot. The, uh, the, he's the after scene credit in Venom. So Kalidas Cassidy is Carnage. Whenever we see Woody Harrelson in the prison, that's who that is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. In the comics, Kalidas Cassidy was a serial killer that they eventually... the. Uh, Carnage symbiote gets a hold of and connects to. So the only thing I ever knew about Carnage was playing the video game Maximum Carnage. Okay. Which is great. Sure. Sega Genesis game. It was yeah. Red. Yeah. It was awesome. And Super Nintendo. Yeah. It was awesome. Except the. I'm like, man. Except that would be it was a really good character. We put a movie and it's just you know I I get that it's probably for the best. It hasn't happened yet, but lots of steps to get there. There are lots of steps, but I mean. That was such a massive crossover for some odd reason, but it did terrible. Maximum Carnage, but it did, but it did great at the same time because it led into the the Clone Saga. I loved it, didn't it? The video game it came afterwards. I don't know if they're necessarily connected, connected, but I played that game for years. Oh, maybe it didn't. Yeah, but like the like it was such like doing video games for a comic book crossover. Oh yeah, not a normal thing. Like I remember reading the es- the end of an issue of Spider Man where like. He gets thrown across the city, and he gets thrown into a, like a lake or something. He comes out of the lake, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I just got my bell rung." And he like comes out like somebody grabs his hand and pulls him out of the lake. And he's like, "He's like, oh thanks, sir." Like, and he looks up, and it's Captain America. He's like, "Looks like he needs some help." And it's just like Captain America got brought into the Spider Man. I mean, I mean, they're in the same universe, obviously, but it was just like this is a big enough deal that Captain America needs to come help you out. Right? It's like, wow, Spider Man's like because Spider Man always kind of handed his own. Ordeals up until that point, there wasn't a lot of massive like other hero crossover. Besides, yeah, besides Johnny, besides Johnny from Fantastic Four, yeah, he didn't really have a lot of like crossover like with other heroes. Well, he had he had team ups all the time. There was a whole series called Spider Man Team Up. Yeah, but most but of them team ups and crossovers two different things. Right. As far as like stories, this is one of the first stories we saw Venom not be a bad guy because up to this point, Venom was basically a bad guy, but because Carnage was just so bad. He was an actual villain. Right. He wasn't just an anti Venom had to team up with Spider-Man to defeat him. And technically, originally, Carnage is Venom's like offspring. symbiote son. Right. He's the offspring of Carnage. The symbiote's like split. And be, like, but, yeah. Basically have kids for the most part. But Maximum Carnage, it was when, Max, when he created a whole bunch of his own offspring. It made it even worse. But yeah. As a thing, it was a... It's a pretty big thing that happened in the comics because up to that point, I think the only did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I might just be imagining this, and this might be one of the. Uh, what's the uh, the thing that we argue about all the time? The two different universes. 
the old Man- universe. The Mandela effect. Oh, right. Wasn't there a, a life and death of Superman video game that Super Nintendo put out? Oh, man. I think there was a death of Superman video game. Because I remember you coming back afterwards with the black suit. I don't remember what system it was on, but I think it was a death of Superman game. But other than that, like that's the only time that's been. This I mean, has, Spider-Man been a thing. had other games. They were just but, Spider-Man, but not directly based off a of current ongoing like. Uh, by memory, no. I mean, there's been plenty since then. But back in the '80s with Sega and Nintendo, I don't remember there being any others that were based off a particular event in comics. Like we never got a Secret Wars, which would have made sense. We did have an Avengers game. It was just an Avengers game. It wasn't like a particular storyline. The Death and Return of Superman, SNES, February 2012? Wait, what? Is that a re-release? That must be a re-release. That means, that means that's when the video was released. Oh, gotcha. Or uploaded on YouTube. That doesn't mean that's oh, when okay. it was released. But it's a video game that came out for sale on Amazon for the, the cheap price of $40. But yeah, it was a good? Super Nintendo game only. It's so. Well, there you go. So there was a game. So as far as video games go, Maximum Carnage and Death of Superman are the only two like comic book, actual book crossovers that like happened. Storyline games. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That means that 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 shows how massive it was. As far as that, so. Oh yeah, as far as the thing, it was a big deal. And all the extra symbiotes that spread out of it, character-wise, we had a handful of them. So you still do periodically, but I mean, no, we see the same characters show up. But we have never had another burst spotting like that. Like Scream has her own comic series right now. Is the Anti Venom re- relatively new? Anti Venom is newer. Um, I don't actually know if he's still alive he's or not. He's white. White and Eddie Brock wore him after the Venom symbiote left him, and he went to Matt Gorgon. So there's a whole bunch of time whenever Venom was not Eddie Brock. The only way you could really tell the difference was that when they drew him with the scorpion tail, you knew it was Matt Gorgon. Otherwise, he looked exactly the same. Because both of them were big guys, so when you drew in the comic books, they looked the same. Well, I, you know, I didn't mind Tom Hardy's Venom. Right. But Topher Grace? Uh, Not a fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a little rougher. Uh, not, not a fan. You know, like... It's like, oh, that's 70 shows in Spider-Man now. Cool. You don't like emo Tobey Toby Maguire? That, was, that might have been even worse than Topher Grace. I didn't li- I didn't mind Topher Grace as that. Like, if they would have, like, kind of ran with it, but the... I don't know. Yeah. I, I love... Sandman was cool, but... I did love, uh... Oh, my gosh. Why am, um... Sandman? Yeah, the guy that plays Sandman. Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church of Sandman was like really good. Yeah. I did like that. Like that kind of saved that movie. That was cool. Well from Wings. Yeah. Looked just like him, yeah. Or Wings. Ned, or God. Ned from Ned and Stacy. I love Wings. Wings was really good. So good. What do you call um what's his name's Hobgoblin though? Mountain Dew Goblin? Oh what do I call I call him? Oh yeah, Mountain Dew Goblin. Because <laughs> it's extreme. Because <laughs> it's extreme. Yeah. Movie three, Mountain Dew Goblin, because he's extreme. Yeah, that's what I call him. So silly. Sony did kind of walk away from this whole like Spider-Man teaming with the Marvel Universe is the massive winner, right? 
I mean, for like two seconds, probably because of the whole buyout happened with Fox and at the time. No, but they, but they, but they're winning the whole thing because they get the character back. Oh yeah, at this point in the game, and they're getting, they're getting like payoff, kick out, like kick out, like to uh, from all the Marvel stuff. Like they're getting the majority of the profit on that, and then they still get him to use him in whatever universe part that they want as well. So it's like. They're establishing the character is amazing in Marvel because of the writing and the money and the backing, and Marvel just gets pretty much just to use him. Like they don't get much from it. No, as far as like money is concerned. As far as contractually, like, I mean, really, it's just it's a win-win. Sony it's a total win for Sony. Sony's just getting all pretty much the majority of the profits and the majority of the usage. Well, now the Morbius thing too, though, because like in the oh, yeah. trailer, they're like. Brought to you by the studio that gave you Venom and Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming and Far From Home, and it's right. like, yeah, like at least with Venom, sure, but the other two Marvel did a lot of that. Marvel made them, but and Sony's you're the taking gets, credit yeah, for it, exactly. So people are gonna go see it, like, oh, sweet. That don't know, you know. Right. I mean, we're gonna go see it, whatever. But right. it's like. They're taking all that credit where it's definitely not, not theirs to take. Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't build that character. No, they own the character technically. Right. But if you have a zillion dollars, which Disney does, I would just strong arm the crap out of Sony and make that happen. <laughs> I would make that happen. I'd be like, cool, I'll just buy Sony then. Well, yeah, I mean, you know they what I mean. Eleven. Billion dollars last year. You bought. Just give them a billion dollars and be like, F off. I think Lucas is bigger than Sony. Sure, yeah. And they bought Lucas. For four billion, right? Right. Six billion. I thought it was four. I thought it was six, but. Doesn't matter. Regardless. You can buy Spider Man for less, way less. I think the end of the all is that Sony doesn't want to let it go. So then just buy Sony. Yeah, that's the same thing, though, if the people that are in charge don't want this to sell w- it. This William Hirsch that thing is like, I'm not going to sell you my newspaper <laughs> because I don't want you to, I don't want to be part of your conglomerate. They're like, cool, well, I'll just buy the building and all the things you own, and then I basically own your newspaper. It's like, that's what you do to Sony. Like, at the end of the day, I think Disney's doing enough good stuff, then just do it. Well, I think by the end of it, that uh, most likely the whole idea of it being a uh, monopoly would happen. Especially if you bought another conglomeration like that. You own you own Disney, you own Fox, you own Lucas, but you're not a monopoly. At this point, there's a problem. So I am kind of curious as how they're going to bring in like the like. So Spider Man third the third Spider Man movie is as we talked about in the news with Craven the Hunter potentially being the villain. Yeah, that's what the theory um, is. You know, the the second one, like um Far From Home ends with like um J. Jonah Jameson being like Spider Man like PS Peter Parker and killed Mysterio and Mysterio was a hero and whatever. Right. So they it's you know, they're gonna get the repercussions from that. But he's still part of the MCU, but also I think they're gonna start bringing him into the fold of the Venomverse, basically. The Sony side of things. Sony Venomverse, kind of, like, they're going to try to, like, start bridging that stuff, which, I mean, they do show uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, and I... I'm, we think he's the Vulture. I would assume he's the Vulture. I don't know how how he wouldn't Yeah, be. weird if he's not. But he's in the Morbius trailer, so... Yeah. Um, 
So that connects at least, Venom, at least the Amazing Spider-Man, well, not Amazing, sorry, Spider-Man Homecoming to Morbius. Right. Does that mean it connects to Venom? Uh, we don't know yet. Because it's pretty, it's very plausible that Venom stays its own thing, and then this stuff connects to this Marvel stuff, maybe. It's weird if it doesn't, but nothing in Venom hinted back to the other stuff. But like Tyler said, the whole connection of like, oh, from the studio that brought you to... Oh, like, yeah. The intro on it, like you were saying. Yeah. I, it just... It, it's so weird. Sony isn't the studio that brought you Homecoming. They just kind of own the rights to it. Well, I mean, technically they, they are. Gotta, they gotta... They leased them out. They gotta win that fan base, though. They're like, we can say this and... You know, the people that know it's we had nothing to do with it really true. will know, but the other right. people won't know. So uh, there's, there's a whole handful of people that still believe all the Marvel movies, regardless of who makes it, connect together. Yeah. When they don't. I mean, they're closer now, but... Well, again, I mean, the, the X-Men are in the fold, so there's really only, like, two properties left, right? Um, at this point, the only thing that's still by somebody else is the Spider-Man universe, which is Sony. And then the distribution rights for Namor, because Marvel recently got back the distribution rights for the Hulk. So they own the Hulk again, which is something that probably should have been said in news in one of those two shows, but I forgot all about it till just now. I good to know I didn't know that. Yeah. Prior to that, Universal Studios owned the rights to the Hulk distribution-wise and to Morbius. Mm. Or not Morbius, sorry, Namor. So at this point, they have no... Nope have the rights anymore to Hulk. At one point, didn't Kevin Smith own the rights to Neymar? I don't think that's true. Maybe. I think that he... I'm going to go with the idea of, if I so, think, for like two seconds. I think he bought them because they were up for sale and he just bought them randomly and then he... Possibly. I think that's a thing. It might have been at one point, but as of most recent, it was Universal Studios. But they let the Hulk go, so actually they sold the Hulk is what they did. So Marvel bought the Hulk rights back. So I guess it means no future for Namor at this point. But Fantastic Four is at least two phases away, probably two, right? Maybe. Yeah. Depending on whether Galactus is the next step in the cosmos after Eternals. Because one will lead to the other pretty easy. We don't know that yet, so... So, would that be much different than the way he was depicted in Silver Surfer? Oh, yeah. Was that not good? Was that terrible? Well, the way he looks at the servers is sort of what they looked like in the Ultimate Universe, where he's the nanite bots. In the comic books, that's not the case at all. So at least back then, I was like, that's pretty cool. Like Scientifically, it's From an outsider. Yeah, sure. I was like, that that's pretty sick. Like As, as bad a, as maybe like the first Fantastic Four movie was, I thought Rise of Silver Surfer was pretty good. Well, the surf, surface tone is all great. When you get to Galactus, they mean the giant nanite cloud, which scientifically is brilliant, but as an entity that can control a guy that has a power cosmic, doesn't make any sense. Right. In the comic books, there's a giant guy who's one of the uh, celestials. So think like the planet nowhere or the head nowhere in Guardians, mm-hmm. how they live inside the head of a dead celestial. That's what Galactus basically is. He's a celestial that eats planets. The surfer was his finder of Her- things to eat. Harold. Harold, yeah. He's not a... He's not a, um, he's not a celestial? He's not a celestial. I, know, I guess I don't know what he's supposed to be then. He's one of the group of gods, basically. Like he's oh, the Eternals. 
No, uh, uh, not even it's Eternal. Not Immortals. It's him, the gardener, the black and white dude that's space. The in-betweener. Um, Eterni- Eternity, he's yeah. the space guy. Um, the um, Living Tribunal. Um, there's like multiple ones. There is, yeah, there's a handful of them. But he's one of like, he's one of the ones, like one of the gods that like Thanos just messes up massively in the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, they all kind of like come to attack him. He's just like, mm, no, no, it wasn't Thanos. It was, uh, it was, uh, what's your name? Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. She's the one that does it. They come to stop her and she's the one that messes him up in the reading. Still the using reading. the gauntlet, but in, yeah. In the original Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. So much happens. That's crazy. Anyway. So, yeah, like, but most everything's back home. So, like, without, I mean, we were just talking about monopolies. Um, I think that at one point they just strong arm and just buy Sony and be like, eh, we'll I'll just buy you, I guess, so we can get Spider-Man back. They can't do that to everyone, though. Well, that's all they would, after, at that point, that's all they would need to do. Then they have everything that they need because, at, on the other hand, then it's, it's literally just Marvel versus D- DC at that point. Did they buy Fox already? Yeah, they own yeah. Fox. It's done. Okay. It's a done deal. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, at this point, just Sony, like, and what does Sony have that's, like, that they don't, like, that's the only thing they need, just be like, yeah. or they just be like, we'll give you a billion dollars for Spider-Man. Well, I'm sure at some point they'd probably make a sweet enough deal that Sony would just take it, but... Maybe Sony's just like, nah. That's what I think. We're going to wait for that $10 billion, Right. And then we'll cash in. I think that's where it's at. Well, because they know if they wait, they'll get it eventually. Well, what if they just strong arm and be like, cool, we'll just buy all the land around you and then just... <laughs> like, maybe we'll just buy your, your whole companies. And it's like, well... Maybe not. To, to avoid the monopoly aspect of it, they'll just buy everything, like, but the actual business. And then the business will be like, well, we kind of just got to shut down. They'll be like, well, we'll tell you what. We'll give you $500 million for Spider-Man to keep you afloat. <laughs> so... Buy the land. Just strong arm them. Just like so old buy the land and then be yeah. like, your rent is $2 billion a month. I mean. And they'll be like, what? No, we can't do that. Buildings. <laughs> they relocate themselves. That's easy. Become an internet entity. Because I can't. I'm still curious. I still wonder if Fantastic Four isn't in the future plans of Marvel Phase 5, possibly. And that's what I was just saying a minute ago. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Unlikely I know, it's not. I'm, you don't think it's? You don't think it is? No, I, I think it definitely is. I mean, it's as far as how far down the road. I mean, if it's done right, like you put John Favreau in, front, in charge of that. Not sure. saying that he's into it because I think he's on that that Lucas. Well, at this point, he's on the Star Wars kick. But like, but as a thing in general, if the Eternals is a space thing, the Fantastic Four get their powers from going to space. So it would just be a natural occurrence to try to fit that in there. And somewhere. Guardians and. Right, Captain Marvel, three and Warlock, all that stuff. Right, so you can easily connect it somewhere there. Right, but back to Morbius. Yeah, so Morbius: The Vampire issue one came out. What about a month ago? Um, Three weeks ago. I want to say probably a month and a half now. Nineteenth. What? December nineteenth. I saw it. It came out December nineteenth. There you go. December 19th. Yeah, it's about a month ago. Yeah. The one good contribution I have to this episode <laughs> is the date that that came out. Good job. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, good job. I'm, I'm going to give CBS credit because he, he deals in th- like three month periods, like quarter, like 
Because sure, Diamond's catalog, he has to place the order three months before the book actually comes out. I get it. Yeah. So it's kind of all over the place for him. I just have to deal with the date. You did a good job. Every single Tyler. day. And I'm like, hey, Captain, I know that. Captain Sparkleverse, you did a I good know job, something. man. You did a good job. I got something. Good, good job. Thanks. I will, yeah. I will. Did he call me so, Captain Sparkleverse? He did. Cap. A Captain of Team Edward. Is that my new name? Yeah. Well, just this for, ep- for this. I mean, for right now, podcast. this episode. Next, next one time might be different. The Captain of right. Team Edward, Sparkle Master Flash, is what Ashley called you. I'm Team Edward right now, for sure. Sparkle but, Master yeah. Flash. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna try to talk about Morbius the comic book a little bit. The first issue, like, uh, just kind of a, a re, like a re origin story. It's not really a re origin. It's it's a continuation from where he was. It's just a new series. Where he pick up, he's already Morbius and has been Morbius. Because it was August 2013, his last issue, right? Um, well, his last series would have been back in 2013, yeah. Okay. But as far as that one ending, ever since he became the living vampire, he's been on a quest to try to fix the vampire part of it. Because he doesn't want to eat blood. Or the pe- other parts or are cool. in general. People in general, yeah. But, like, the other parts, he's, for the most part, fine with him. He basically has all the vampire... Abilities without the drawbacks of the sons, who kind of like Blade, except that he looks like a monster. Maybe you should ask Blade for some help. Me and Blade's a totally different occurrence for him. Blade just strike kill him because he's a vampire. Ah, uh, true. Whether he's a living vampire, so technically not a vampire. We are going to get a Blade movie soon, though. We are supposed to be yeah. with a new Mahershala. actor, Mahershala, Mahershala. Ali. Yep. I think it's part of the same. Which I really like that guy. It'll be interesting to see how it works. Whether he's a is Blade Blade or whether he's a junior or what they're doing, he's definitely taller than Wesley Snipes. So, <laughs> oh, life <laughs> I'm curious to see how it's gonna go. Yeah, Wesley Snipes and uh and uh Dolomite, Dolomite, yeah, steals the show. Oh, he's hilarious! Oh, yeah, amazing, so good, so good, steals the show. That should actually. That should be um, support actor in a supporting role. Wesley Snipes should have. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. Yeah, he is pretty like, good. Better than U.S. Marshals. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Do you like, remember he's that a lead in U.S. Marshals. I'm just saying, supporting actor in U.S. Marshals would be no. I would. Lee Jones is supporting too. It's Wesley Snipes is Sorry, the lead. I got you guys off track. Roger Jane Jr. would be a supporting actor in that movie also. Yeah. So you want to go back to? Oh yeah. That was first time famous before the Iron Man, before the prison. Weird Science. No, Weird Science was another movie. He was in before that too, though. Way before. Yeah. And there he's sporting as well. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, well, book-wise, we have the writer on this is Vita Alia. I think is how you say it. It's A Y A L A, Alia. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know how to say that. You want to help? Ayala. And then we have the artist, which is the name right underneath the other name. Ayala. Vita Ayala. Okay. Ayala is what I would say. Yeah, Ayala. And then he was the artist. Marcelo Ferreira. Ferreira? Ferreira. Ferreira. 
Cool. For for Yara, I think. Because two R's. Is that Italian? I think for, two for R's are two L's. Like for Yara. For, for for Yara. Sure. The two R's are together. I think we're just going to sound yeah. like a-holes, but... I think two R's are is a yeah sound. Yara. Roberto Poggi? 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 For the for Anchor? Yeah. Yeah. Poggi? Sure. I don't know. I would say it's close enough. Dono Sanchez Almara. I know I got that one right. Is that colorist? Yeah. Nice. Letterer. I don't know. This Should one's weird because it's VCs. Like V, like the letter V, the letter C, apostrophe S. Yeah, is that huh. is that like a normal first name? I'm going to say it could be a company. I don't know. VCs. It could be Clayton, yeah, Clayton Cowles. Clayton Cowles, but it could, VCs could be... The company, maybe. Maybe. So the only one we're really tripping over is Ferreira? Fierra. Fierra? The artist, yeah. Ferreira. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Is he close enough? I like to pronounce names. So this is a miniseries? Um, No, at this point, this is an ongoing. but, But we'll see. Book-wise, that generally is how it starts. It's supposed to be ongoing, though, right? At this point, yes. Okay. I like the... I don't know anything about these characters, but I like the Melter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks cool. Well, that's where we opened up, is with the Melter. If he just destroyed some people on a movie, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I should call him the Smelter. The Smelter? That's a different thing altogether, but... Melter and Smelter. He's like fortunate smelting accident. That's what I was singing like uh, Austin <laughs> Powers. <a> member. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what he reminds me of, kind of. I mean, the way he talks is kind of that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> You're not entirely off. I lost my... Can I say that? I lost my genitalia in a previous smelting accident. <laughs> It is for the movie, so... It's made of gold. Entirely different thing. Yeah, when the book first opens up, we're in, like, a warehouse with the melter. And he's got a batch of his thugs he's getting ready to do some science on. And they're not really sure about whether they want to have science done on them or not. Because the sure. first guy's like, we're, I'm going to be okay, right, boss? He's not going to hurt it all, right? He's, he's like, like yeah, a little bit of pain for gain is fine. You he's know. Like, Wait, what? Testing is okay. And then about that time, we have another thug running, screaming bloody murder about a monster chasing him, and his head's all messed up. And the Melter, when he runs in there, he ruins what the Melter's doing. And so the Melter sets him on fire. Oh, sorry, Smelter. No, Melter. That's right. Sets him on fire. And uh, all the other guys like, dude, chill out. He's, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry. The burns are only like first degree or something. A little skin graft will. Right. The screen graft will fix him. And about that time, we have a whole batch of the other thugs come running in. And we see them being chased by a Shadow Dot character. And uh, during the whole battle, these guys get jacked up. I mean, they're fighting Morbius. And when we first see Morbius, he's flying out of the sky, blood in his mouth, his fangs dripping, blood is splattering everywhere. He's about to eat chomp on this dude. And then he does. He does chomp on the dude. It's pretty, uh, pretty rough. And we join back with the Melter, who's now looking around trying to figure out what's causing all the problems and ruining his plan. And then he, of course, runs into Morbius as well. 
And, uh, of course, he's terrified because it's a crazy vampire. And even in a world of superheroes and weird powers, a crazy, bloodthirsty vampire is not a normal thing you'd want to deal with. Hell um, no. Right? So, of course, he tries to let him on fire, and Morbius just handles that like a champ. It sort of diffuses him for a second and slows him down, but the, the two of them basically battle it out a little bit. And uh, in the process, we have one of having him knock the melter unconscious, and we get this kind of cool scene where it's all blurry whenever that's happening because he knocks him around. And the way the art for it is just kind of awesome because we see as he comes closer to finally take out the melter, everything gets blurry because he's been knocked down and hit in the head. So, like, it's this cool visual effect. And he's losing blood. Well, yeah, that too. He's bleeding everywhere. You see that from Morbius's hand. So after the melter finally blacks out, we cut back to Morbius, who's now returned to his own lab. And he's in there doing science stuff, trying to fix himself and mixing chemicals and compounds. And we get this cool, like, voiceover talking about things that have happened to him in the past. So as far as origin, this would be, like, sort of going over that stuff. He talks about friends of his and his friend that died trying to help him. And we get those flashbacks of all of his first transformation, what all this stuff is with his history. And how he feels like he's failed everybody, and then he goes and gives himself a dose of the new chemical. And so we have, like, a crazy monster transformation sequence happen. You know, like, think, uh... American World from Paris. Yeah, very, yeah, very like that. And so at first, his whole body is, like, freaking out. Michael from Lost Boys. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, But at the end of that, he uh, looks down at his hands, and he's like, I'm better. Everything I don't I'm not thirsty for blood anymore. He looks in the mirror and he's fixed. Well, he still looks like a vampire. I mean, he but... still looks like a mess, but as far as the teeth and the fangs and the bloodthirst, it's gone, which is crazy. Um, then we cut from there. This revelation back to the Melter, who's uh, in the process of sort of cleaning up the mess that Michael left because Marius didn't kill anybody. No, he drained their blood and bit them and beat them up, but he didn't kill anyone. And, uh, because he doesn't like to kill. Right. Because he's, yeah, he's a good guy. In the most part, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know, anti hero, I guess. I don't, because, like, the bloodthirst thing, he tries not to do anything that'll kill whoever it is he's draining. Uh, but as this is going on, the Melter, of course, is yelling at all these guys because he's like, you all let him in. How do we get this breach of security? All this super pissed at everybody. And about that time, we have another breach of security, which makes him even more pissed. And then we get this crazy reveal of who it is, and there's this chick who's been hunting Morbius, which they don't name drop her in this one. Magdalena. She looks like Magdalena, but it's not. <laughs> it looks who it very is. much like a Magdalena. She does. Co- costume-wise, if you've ever read images of Mag- Magdalena, that's pretty much what she looks like. Top cow, right? Top cow. Image top cow, yeah. There's, there's multiple Magdalenas. There's blonde one, redhead one. Redhead one's the main one, but this is, looks. She looks. this one looks just like the blonde one that was like... Costume-wise, like, yeah. Part of the nun group that were the Magdalenas that were like supernatural monster killers. Then we had the one that ran around with Spirit Destiny. Yeah, but yeah. it very much looks just like it, but it's not. It's a, yeah, it's not who she is. And uh, she informs Melter that she's there for the same thing that he wants, and that's to kill Morbius. Which is crazy, because... Uh, up to this point, I don't think we've ever seen this chick. Best I can understand. Uh, we go from there back to Michael's lab, and, uh, well, we found out that the cure wasn't a great cure because it's now starting to do something different to him, and uh, it's making things worse. And as he goes through the thralls of transformation again, by the end of it, his eyes are all blacked out and just basically bleeding out of his eyes. And by the end, the transformation has made him much more beast-like. 
And rather than looking just crazy like he looked before, now he's full-on transformed into like a man-bat-looking version of himself. No wings, but body-wise, his arms are elongated, his face is stretched, his teeth are even crazier, it's just nightmare fuel. He's going to eat people for sure. Oh yeah, 100%. And that's pretty much where we end the issue with the crazy reveal of his new transformation to be his more bloodthirsty self. Which is, uh, I mean, art-wise, it's beautiful. The art is great. But it's just so crazy. Oh my god, it's crazy. Definitely can feel like several limbs going into his mouth right now. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, seeing that picture? The way he looks at the end transformation-wise is so nuts. And, like, it only bodes well for the next couple issues to see where this whole thing goes. But as far as the thing, I mean, we met her nemesis, which is the chick. And whatever she is to him. And as far as the uh, new transformation is concerned, you went from crazy-looking Morbius to super-crazy-looking Morbius. Right. He looks way crazier. Um, overall, like, story-wise... I think the story is decent. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I like where it started. Um, art-wise, I think the art's great. I really like the blur effect thing they do. The way it moves is cool. I like the reveal of the new character. So, like, book-wise, I score, I would give it, I'd give it three and a half. I mean, it's, it's a pretty fun book. If you've never read Warriors before, you get a handful of flashbacks, so it kind of explains part of where he's from and what he's about without being a retelling of the origin. So, supposedly her name's Elizabeth. Um, they don't like, and Morbius knows her from his past somehow, but they don't really. In the past, her true identity, Elizabeth, is Emil Nikos' sister, the best friend of the vamp. Like in his origin story, he killed his best friend, like the guy that like helped him. So I think that's the sister. I think that's who that is. Explain why we use that flashback. So, so that's, that's one of the smallest. So, yeah. So as I'm digging, I'm sorry. Like we we we've been looking for like the last couple hours and just digging into it, but I just found it. So I apologize. But it it is it's supposed to be your sister. It's, sister. It's it's his it's his best friend slash like researchers like research partners like sister. Right. And she's mad because he killed the brother, not on purpose because he like. We didn't mean to. He had the serum, but he was, I, I mean, originally he was dying and like he needed something to like, help him because he had some, he had a d- degenerative disease. That's why he like. That's why he took the medicine. That's why he became what he is in the first place. Up, but yeah, so that's, that's who that is. Right. Well, that's cool. Makes that flashback make more sense. Yeah. So there we go. We did some digging. I've been doing some digging the last few minutes while you were going over the book. So. Cool. Anyway. That'd be, that, that's, that makes it even cooler. It makes it like, brings it all like kind of a full circle. Sure. Uh, you got a score for that book, Josh? You know, um, potential, potentiality, I give it a four, because I think it could be really, really, really good. Um, I wasn't super stoked on the art. I think it's a little watered down. There wasn't, like, anything like that, like, popped on me. Like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, like, amazing. There was, like, so I, I give the, I give the art just average. Um... Because I know a little bit more about the character than most people, I liked the story. But again, I had to do some digging just to figure out some stuff. So, like, if someone just picked that book up randomly, they'd be like, well, I don't even know what's going on. So, like, if they didn't know, like, anything about anything, they'd be, I think they'd be kind of lost. So, I give the book overall, like, a three. I just, I give it an, a basic three right down the middle. Like, 
that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna ride that razor's edge of like what do they do with it because it could very easily go horrible or it could go great but as a first issue some like there's been first issues that i've read of books i'm like that's incredible like where is this going i can't wait for the next one this and i'm like uh, i don't know where we're going with this one so i give it a three okay you think it's possible that maybe because you know more about morbius it makes it more you expect more from it because of that um, because I knew you were going to ask me to rate it, I read it as like, wow. I mean, ask Tyler, see what Tyler says about it. Tyler, you got a score for that book? Out of five? That's how we rate them, yeah. I'm not a fair judge, obviously, but I, I would say probably a three and a half just because I don't know what I'm talking about, but also I think that it seemed better than the trailer I saw. Sure. So I think there's more promise in this than maybe the movie, but maybe that's just me like being close-minded. Fair enough. Not that I want to be close-minded, but... No, no. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like more can come out of this than a movie with Jared Leto, to me. Well, as far as legs are concerned, it's a different... Starting point, you don't have to, you don't have a full origin out of it. Yeah. And the movie is definitely an origin movie. So, this would be like movie two, maybe. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see where it goes. It just, I, I have more hope for the movie just because they have star power and it's such a, it's a, such an unknown character that the fresh start could be, could be really good. Well, if it goes over well, it could easily turn into the Guardians of the Galaxy. But in the book, but in book wise, because as a book, you have more like cult followers. Like it, there's more. I think that the the error of, I mean, the mainstream possibilities of the movie are bigger. The upside for the movie is bigger, but the downside for the book is bigger. Right. If that makes any sense. Sure. So I think that like because there's 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 a lot of cult people who re will, will love like have loved Morbius since the start. He's that kind of character. Those people are going to be like, wow, this is garbage, or this is amazing, and I love it, like, one way or the other. And so I think that's the problem with the book, is that, like, the downside is way bigger on the book for people who love Morbius. Right. But the upside on the movie is way bigger, because it could be, like, bring a lot more attention to it. So that's 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 where it's at on that, I mean. To the character, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as books are concerned, issue two is out. I think, I don't remember if three has dropped yet or not, but two is out in stands. So, book-wise, if you want to learn more about Morbius before you get to the movie, keep in mind this is not just an origin, but it's another piece of the origin. So, it'd be interesting if the girl shows up in the movie. It'd be really interesting, actually. But, as a thing, I don't I don't think we'll see this particular character, the hunter. Yeah, I doubt that at this point, but... You never know. We'll see. We'll see the brother for sure because he's in the movie. Oh yeah. He's well, the origin since he's part of the origin. Yeah, but, 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 but you see him in the preview helping. So. Right. But. Cool. Um, I'm do lesson of the day. What, Josh? What'd you learn today? What I learned today? Um, well, I learned that your like dirty, sexy voice is just like. Um, it sounds like Grandpa from the Lost Boys, like I said in the intro, like, I'm not going to get away from that. But I also learned that it doesn't take 
anything but bron- like a really hefty dose of bronchitis to make you sound like a really good Batman. I mean, that's definitely a true thing you learned. Those are two things I learned today. I feel like I learned that too, so. You're going to be in the same boat. Okay. At least with that one. Sure. Do I get one more? Yeah. Get whatever you want. What's day, Tyler? That I don't know that much about comic books, so people should not take my opinion seriously. <laughs> no, I knew that already. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing with the with books. It doesn't. Yeah, you can have whatever opinion you want. <laughs> when you're brand new to it. That's Is even it though? Better. I feel like it's not. I think you did pretty good considering. Yeah, it's fine. We picked like a really random. I mean, I know that there's a movie, but we picked a really random character. You you hung pretty solid. So I'll say that I feel like. Jared Leto should just stop being a part of comic book movies. <laughs> really? The movie hasn't even come out yet. We, it might be amazing. That's not what I mean. I just mean he's doing it too much. This would be where he stops. He should have any other characters. Yeah, like, gotcha. okay, you've been how in how many comic book movies? Like, just two. Just, but still, two different universes. Two, two different, very yeah. close together and two... Okay, I will say this, though. Take this into consideration. Chris Evans played John No, I know that. We were talking about that earlier. I know, we did. I know that. But then he became one of the greatest actors in a comic movie of all time. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe Jared Leto could be like, people like, wow, that was really, really good. I don't think so. I do. I think, I have high hopes for this. I like him more outside of the comic world. Okay, fair enough. I didn't like him as Joker. Okay, I didn't like I didn't like Chris Evans as John, Johnny Storm or yeah Human Torch yeah Johnny Johnny what Johnny Storm. I just think he's better off like do some weird dramas, whatever. Just just take a step back. Sure, being in being a Beatle assassin, you know. Right. Did some more thirty second from Mars videos. So those are good. Sure, too. he's yeah. a good. He's why a good. Not? He directed all those those music yeah. videos. Why by not? the way, go back to music for a little bit. Sure. Why not? You know, his brother plays drums in that band, right? I didn't know that. Well, yeah. you know, but all he those has are, this place too. It's okay. all the martial arts part of the. I think I think uh, can't remember the name of that song, but when they they go to China and then like do all the fighting, maybe <laughs> like they went through all the martial arts training and stuff for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what I learned today, Josh? You learned that you're not supposed to mix medication so heavily. That if you and that I'm not, I don't really have antlers. That's true. But because I try to hang it up, you can sound like a very sophisticated black man. (laughs) I guess that's true. (laughs) That's not racist at all. That's just the truth. Terrible. To all those ladies out in Radio Land, I'm, I'm I'm not even. I'm just. I'm imitating. You could tell me right now to eat pickled pig's feet, and I probably would because <laughs> of your voice, right? That's funny. So this is brought to you by Pepper's pickled pig's feet. Eat some pig's feet. Yeah, that's terrible. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Wait, I don't have any. I need to go buy. Tyler, you need to go to the store. I need to go to Walmart While you're right at now. The store, you need to get some pig feet. Walmart feeds. sell pickled pig's feet. I'm sure they do. 
I'm gonna find some Piper's pickled pig's feet. I don't think it's a real thing, but if it is, that's not it's at all. It's a real thing. <laughs> if it was a real thing, we wouldn't be able to say it. It's a that's real true. thing. Pig's feet are Piper's pickled pig's feet. No, not that's that. what I'm saying. There you it's go. Not a thing. <laughs> Let's say that. This this episode has been brought to you by Piper's pickled pig's feet. Can you say that? <laughs> but there really like is junkyard. There's not. Yeah, oh, maybe. Let me. I'll try. I just googled it. You're fine. And you didn't though. This episode is brought to you by Piper's Pickled Pig's Feet. Get some. <laughs> get some. That's about as far as I can go. I can't. I like, it's so get, rough. I like that. It's like the, that's their catchphrase. Get some. It should be. There's not any reason not to. Get some. Is there anything that you guys... Okay, so for the next week, because it's going to be about a week until you're 100% better. Probably. Send your emails to top5comics at gmail.com. Top5comicspodcast at hotmail. Hotmail.com. If you want CBS to say anything sounding like Batman. I'll try. He'll do it for a dollar. Um, <laughs> Batman. With, I mean, within, yeah, well, I'll try. The bat, yeah, I'll try. You're a pretty good Batman right now. I, I, I if that I was, this, if, is that on the show earlier? When I did the on Batman. Or was it on the other show? I think it's both. I think you're. I think you're. If, if I was Will Arnett and your voice was like this every day, I would be afraid <laughs> for my job. I'm just saying. It's oh, funny. I would be doing the Batman '66 Batman too. That Batman, like that's what Brave the Bold was. Batman '66 cartoon style. Since the last episode, um, Burt Ward has gotten his um, star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's true. Awesome. So I do want to throw that out there. Yeah. That's really pretty cool. Um, all right, so we want to do books to watch? Books to watch. Okay. What do you got over there, Josh? Rise of Kylo Ren looks good. Answer some unanswered questions from uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. It's like a flashback to when he's training under Luke. Right, during the, some of the Knights of Ren stuff. Um, also, the Guardians of the Galaxy ongoing... Number one comes out this sometime month. this month, yeah. yeah. And I love guard. I love, love me some guardians. So sure, cool. Also, the the Usagi stuff's been really good, and then like the anniversary like dual covers they've been doing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, the cross Teenage covers. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, that was a little slurry. They've been really cool. Sansakai and uh, Kevin Eastman have been doing some cool. Back and forth stuff, so that's pretty. There's cool. a skateboard I gotta show you guys from that, which everyone knows Santa Cruz did that whole series. But there's one where it's like a very wide board where all four turtle heads are like poking out of the sewer. That's cool. So it's like a ten and a half inch board. Oh dang! But not that many people bought it. So you can get oh, that crazy. board for thirty five bucks instead of fifty or sixty like it normally is. Dang. Wow. So it could be a cool thing like, you know, you put it sideways and it's like it. looks like they're all pushing their head out of it, but it's a really thick board. That's cool. Compared to no, and Santa Cruz put that out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Sweet. That's cool. That could go good anywhere in any of our rooms. Do your books to watch. Okay. Um, so I would say Strange Adventures from DC. It's going to be another mini series with Tom King and Mitch Gerard doing the uh, art for it. So just like uh, when they did Mr. Miracle, it's the same team up again, but dealing with him and uh, being a war, fe- war criminal looks 
awesome. Should be really cool. Tom King, good writer. If you read Mr. Miracle at all, then you should expect more of the same, just different character. That that Mr. Miracle figure that you have at the shop? Yes. That I've looked at like a nine million times and wanted to buy and I just haven't. But it's like I, every time I look at it, I'm like, that's an amazing figure. Is that based off of a specific artist? Because a lot of times it's, look, not, it's, it's not part of the Icon series. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times the figures are based off a of specific Oh, yeah. Artist. There's a whole handful of Batman ones they've done. That particular one is not. But it's such a good figure. It is. It's great. I'm surprised it's still there, to be uh, honest. I am as well. But anyway, sorry. Sorry, Arab. So Strange Adventures and then uh, Strange Academy, which is uh, Marvel. is going to be Scotty Young writing it. And the artist, at least of the first arc, is going to be Humberto Ramos. And the way it looks is a academy for magic users, much like what the Mutant Academy used to be, with kids being trained how to use their powers. But uh, Strange is in Doctor Strange, and we know Ooh. that... Yeah. And we know that Ileana shows up in the first book, Scarlet Witch shows up in the first book, um, Shaman shows up in the first book, which that's is crazy. crazy. Scotty Young is normally an artist. Yeah. he's uh, He does write a series for uh, Image, which you should also check out, too, called Middle West. Fantastic. Uh, the artist on that is Jorge Corona, which uh, we had an interview with him probably five episodes ago. Um, so if you want to hear him talk about the book, that's go back and find the Jorge but Herbert, episode. But if anybody's listened to any episode I've ever been on, I probably mentioned Herbert Ramos being one of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah. Probably at least four times. Which we have an interview with him, too. It's a lot older, but... He's amazing. He is fantastic. He's, he's a really great guy. The only, Honestly, the only time I actually read Spider-Man anymore is when he's drawing it. Well, the newer stuff has been good. We got. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying. No, no, yeah. But like for me to, because of the art in it, he's one of the artists that I cha- I chase him as an artist. Sure, he's one of my artist chasers. Oh so, yeah. Like I'll, usually I follow writers, but he's one of my artists that I chase. So. Right. Well, as far as art, he's fantastic. I mean, the guys you got on Spider Man right now are really good too. But it's not a matter of comparison. It's just we started with Ryan Otley on the series. Now we moved over to Patrick Gleason, and Pat's a friend of the show. And in general, and he's awesome. He used to do Batman Robin, did Robinson of Batman, did some Batman, and now he's a Marvel, so he's doing Spider-Man, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely check out that stuff too, just for the art, if nothing else. Story's been good too, but book-wise, having those guys switch companies, it awesome. All right. But yeah, that, that's what I would say to watch, simply because we're going to get a bunch of new characters in the first book. So first appearances... If you're chasing people trying to get key issues, it should turn out to be a key, only because of that. But art will be good, story will be good, so I'd say check that one out. It's a cool idea. There's some test pages in the newest Marvel previews if you want to see what it looks like. So, but yeah, if you know Humberto's art at all, then you know it's awesome. Right. That's all I got, really. I'm too, like, just so drained voice-wise. So check out um, Top Hat, well... Go by Top 5 Comics in general. Grand Junction, Colorado. First in Orchard. Right. Check it out. All your comic needs to support the comic store. Like, that's the whole thing. But that's where, if there's, besides the internet, which, like, that's even getting harder to do, but, like, just, just go to comic store. Get comic books. If you want a real, the real experience of it, yeah. Just do it. Like, that's, you guys have them. You can see the book in your hand before, like, it's like, oh, I can look at a picture online. Right. Just, just too hard. It's like buying a pair of pants online. It's like you don't know how they're going to fit. Just go just read the book in general. Sure. Right? It's like touch it, feel it, smell it, absorb it. Surprisingly enough, it's a real thing. And Rob and CBS will uh, take care of all your comic needs. So this podcast, I hope if we can get it as well, 
we're going to try and do a, the whole goal is to get a, like, based on creating a universe, like a, a top five comic, I, I'd say, because this, like, we've kind of named this top five studios, but like a top five studios universe of like multiple podcasts and multiple like things. But um, we're getting a YouTube channel going for some stuff. And hopefully, like the episodes for this can be on there as well. That's the goal, I think. We already have a, we actually have a YouTube channel, actually. No, do you? That's where the turtle videos at. Uh, so if you want to follow on YouTube, which is weird for podcasts, I think. I think it's weird for podcasts. There's a top five comics podcast YouTube page. That's where this week we had a video uploaded from the Colorado Springs Comic Con, where I interview a turtle. That sounds weirder than what it is when you watch it. It was fun. Wow. Well, there you go. But the Never Been Done podcast, our, our other podcast, right? it's a little more adult themed because there's a little bit of swearing in it. I mean, not, not a ton, but some. But it's called Valley... What? Valley Stream. Valley Stream. And so it's also when we talk about hot sauces or cooking or whatever, and like we do videos of just us hanging out together doing random things. Like it'll Hopefully it'll be on there. But uh, support that as well. And then... Other than that, I think that's it. I'm just, I'm excited about 2020. There's a lot of cool things coming out this year. Sure. You got a lot of superhero movies. Just comic book wise in general, there's a lot of cool things. Oh, yeah. So I'm pretty stoked on it. So. It's key. No. Oh, come on, man. Say what he said. To key. What? To key. 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 To